0: Ezra International presents out of exile into the promised land take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Today, Jews are returning to Israel in great numbers in fulfillment of Bible prophecy, and we, as the body of Christ, are called by God to meet their need to return home.
1: Hello again, and welcome to Out of Exile into the Promised Land. We're going to be talking about a very important subject today, and it's called the diaspora. We're going to learn together what diaspora is and when it began. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss a moment of today's program. What if you
0: heard that your next door neighbor was hungry? Would you feed them? What if you saw a friend being attacked because of racism? the color of their skin, or their nationality? Would you come to their rescue? What if you knew that your own family member was cold, or scared, or sick, or dying? Would you do everything in your power to help them? Jesus calls us to make a difference, and today you can. The Jewish people are experiencing brutal hate crimes against them all over the world, and many are in need of finding a home. Their home is Israel. Visit EzraInternational.org and give your gift of hope before time runs out.
1: I'd like to discuss a very important topic with uh, you today, our viewing audience. And it's, uh, the the term is really the diaspora. That's what we want to talk about. Uh, What is it? When did it begin? Uh, The word diaspora is a a very important word. It means without a covering. And when I share this message in congregations around the world, I I ask people if they leave the church and they go and they don't have a uh, roof over their head, what are they? They're homeless. Well, that's the way it was for the Jewish people for 2,000 years. Uh, again, the, the word diaspora means without a covering. And what I mean by that is that for 2,000 years there was no Israel. And uh, when did it happen? Well, it began in, in 70 A.D. when General Titus of the 10th Roman Legion came marching in with his hordes of Roman soldiers into Jerusalem. And they murdered and pillaged and, and uh, uh, raped uh, hundreds of thousands of Jewish people. Uh, That was the same time that the Holy Temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans. And the Jews of that day were scattered all over the known world. And that became known as the Diaspora. So even today, the Jewish people who are in all the nations around the world who are not back in Israel, they are still living in the diaspora. Now, God is doing something very miraculous about this. He is calling them home from all the nations. He said in Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 24, He said, I will gather them from all the nations. I'll bring them back into their own land. That's Israel. and uh, Uh, He will uh, sprinkle them with clean water, and they'll be clean, and and on and on that scripture goes. Well, uh, that event is taking place today. It is a a tremendous, worldwide, prophetic event that is taking place. And the exciting thing about it as believers uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, God has called us alongside of Him to be the instrument in His hands to bring these precious people home. Now... I'm always cautious uh, when I uh, begin to talk on this subject because uh, just the fact that God has called the body of Christ to be the ones to help bring them back uh, brings up a lot of discussion in this sense. Uh, Why would God use us, the body of Christ, to bring his people home? Uh, Because of our past history, for centuries of time, the church has been a curse to the Jewish people. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, let's go back to the 1400s in uh, in Spain. Uh, the event that took place there in the 1400s under King uh, Ferdinand and Queen Isabella is, has become known as the as the diaspora. Or the, excuse me, the Spanish Inquisition. And what was taking place there in the 1400s was that if Jews did not submit themselves to Christian baptism in the Roman Catholic Church, they would be burnt alive at the stake. Uh, If they were caught celebrating uh, Sukkot or uh, the Passover or the Feast of Tabernacles or or any of those other feasts of God, uh, they would be put to death. And unless uh, they got in line with the Catholic Church and uh, submitted themselves to baptism. That became known as the Spanish Inquisition. The ones, uh, others, uh, were forced out of the country, and uh, that's just, that was just the beginning of the horrific events that took place among the Jewish people uh, by the church. Uh, The next one was, of course, the Crusader period. You remember the Crusaders from the Roman Catholic Church came out of uh, Western Europe. They made their way into Eastern Europe, into the uh, city of Jerusalem, into Israel as a whole. And their intent was to recapture, if you will, Israel from the Muslims. But when they got to Israel, they made little distinction between Muslim and Jews. History records that many times the Jewish people, uh, for example, in Jerusalem, they were gathered up by the, uh, by the Crusaders, and they were put into the synagogues. The doors were chained shut on the synagogues, and the synagogues were set on fire. And while those precious Jewish lives were being burned alive, men, women, children, and babies uh, by the Crusaders, they were busy riding around the synagogue on their horses, carrying their big white banners with the red cross. You've seen the Crusader movies, and uh, that banner is very familiar to all of us. Uh, But they were carrying those white banners with the red cross, circling the synagogue. They were singing hymns to God. And uh, uh, what a horrible, horrible thing for those Jewish people that were perishing inside the synagogue. The last thing they heard was those hymns to God by so-called Christians who were putting them to death. Then that, fo- that was followed by the, uh, the Russian pogroms. And that took place around the turn of the century, about 25 years before the Holocaust was ever thought of by a madman named Adolf Hitler. And that took place in Russia. Became known as the Russian pogroms, and uh, what was happening was the Russians were gathering up the Jewish people from out of their villages and their their homes, and and uh, taking them out to the trenches that were dug with the bulldozers. Keep in mind, this is 25 years before the Holocaust ever took place, and uh, they would line the Jewish people up again, men, women, children, babies, stripped them naked, and machine gun them, and their bodies would fall into a common grave. This became known as the Russian pogroms. One of my favorite movies of all time is Fiddler on the Roof, and uh, in that movie, many of you have seen it, you remember the pogroms that were taking place there, and that was on a very tame scale compared to what actually happened. Uh, But uh, so I think of those things, and then of course I think of the, the Holocaust. Over six million precious Jewish lives were snuffed out by a madman named Adolf Hitler. And his, uh, his activity was, uh, of course, in his mind, the final solution. Uh, the final solution was to exterminate the Jews from every nation on the planet uh, if he had his way about it. And uh, many times, those Jewish people, uh, the last thing they saw before they were put to death was the cross on the belt buckle of the Nazi soldiers. So when I think of these issues how our hands are literally stained with blood, and and, uh, Michael Brown, uh, a a just a tremendous brother in the Lord. Uh, he wrote a book called Our Hands Are Stained With Blood. And uh, I want to encourage you to pick that book up at your Christian bookstore or on Amazon.com. And uh, he outlines in, in very great detail the many, many, I'm, I'm just talking about four different incidents there, but many incidences that took place against the Jewish people under the uh, guise of Christianity. And, and when I began to reflect on that, uh, and, and when the Holy Spirit showed me in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 22 that he wanted to use us, the body of Christ, Christians around the world to be the instrument to bring his children home to the land of Israel, uh, I'll never forget that day. I was laying on my stomach uh, in front of my desk in my pastor's study, and uh, when God revealed that to me, uh, I screamed at him. I, I cried out in a loud voice. I said, God, why us? Because, you know, I know something about Jewish people after working with them for so many years. And that is this, that when they hear the word Je- the name Jesus or hear the word Christian or see a cross, they do not think of love and compassion. They don't think of mercy and grace. But they think of the Spanish Inquisition. They think of the Russian pogroms and the, and the Crusades and, and they think of the Holocaust. And when I cried out to God, I said, God, why would you use us? Our record is so tainted with blood. And the Holy Spirit of God, in Hebrew, Ruach HaKodesh, spoke these words into my spirit so clearly. He said, Barry, for centuries, the church has been a curse to my people, but now I want to give them a second chance. I want the church to be a blessing to my people. And as we bless his people, he in turn blesses us. That's not why we do what we are doing. God forbid. We're not doing it to get anything in return. We're doing it out of obedience to God. He has called us as Gentiles to help bring his people home. So that's a mandate from God. And uh, as we consider that today, uh, I hope you feel as I do, so unworthy. And I'm so humbled that God would use us, the church, to be so involved in such a uh, strategic uh, program uh, bringing the Jewish people home from all the nations and bringing them back into their own land. Currently, Ezra International is working in 15 different countries, 12 countries of the former Soviet Union and four countries in South America bringing the Jews home. And in our next segment, I'm going to tell you about how God is using Ezra and uh, using people just like you who are watching this telecast, pastors and churches around the world, to make this all happen in this end-time prophetic season in which we're living in. Uh, it's such an important task. It's such a big task that without you, we cannot do what God has called us all to do. So in the next segment, uh, get your pencils and papers. We're going to give you some more information, but we want to uh, help you understand how you can be a part of this great end-time event that God is doing. Since the walls of communism came down in 1991, the the Berlin Wall came down in 89, but the Iron Curtain came down in uh, 1991. Over one and three quarter million Jews have made it home in the Aliyah, and you can be a part of it.
0: From Siberia to the Amazon, from Budapest to Buenos Aires, Jewish families hear the call to return to their biblical homeland Israel. Their prophets foretold long ago that the return to Israel in our time would be a miracle. And it is. The prophets also foretold another calling for our time, to the Gentiles. And it is a call that Ezra International responds to each and every day. And you too can answer that call. You can bring Jewish people back to Israel from the four corners of the earth, by praying, by learning about Aliyah, and by giving of your finances to help those in need. Join us at EzraInternational.org today as we answer the call together.
1: I do hope you'll take advantage of the offers that were just made to you. Uh, we want to encourage you to do that and uh, get these uh, materials. Uh, along with those materials, we'll be uh, sending you other things that you're going to want to see and read and, and uh, give you a better feel for who Ezra International is and, and what we're doing. Uh, we were talking before the break about the diaspora. We learned that uh, the word diaspora means without a covering and that really pertains to the Jewish people because for 2,000 years after the destruction of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, uh, they were homeless. Uh, and when the, uh, Jerusalem, uh, Israel was completely destroyed, uh, they were totally without uh, a homeland. And then a great miraculous thing happened on May 14, 1948, one of the greatest miracles that has taken place in my lifetime, and many of you who are my age or older who are watching this, the greatest miracle that we've seen in our lifetime is the reestablishment of the state of Israel. Remember that happened on May 14, 1948, and for the first time in 2,000 years, Israel had a, or the Jewish people had a homeland, and uh, the Bible even asks the question, can a nation be born in a day, and uh, I know it's not good English, but when I'm speaking in churches, I say it this way, yeah, when God's in it, and God was in the reestablishment of the state of Israel. You know, there's a very dangerous uh, uh, theology being preached in churches, even today after hundreds of years, and uh, I call it a theology from the pit of hell. It is actually a—it's—it's—it's uh, just—it's demonic. It really is, and it's called replacement theology. And replacement theology simply says that God has broken his covenant with Israel that he made back in Genesis chapter 13, 14, and 15 with Abraham, Abram at that time. And uh, he's rejected the Jewish people because of their unbelief. He's turned his back on them, and he's broken covenant with them. And I was speaking in a church just Sunday, and I told the congregation there that, uh, look, if God is a covenant breaker, and I say this with all reverence, I don't need him. I don't need a God that breaks covenants, that breaks promises, but the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God that you and I serve, is a promise-keeping God. He is a covenant-keeping God. And when he made that promise to Abraham back there in the book of Genesis, he said to Abram, he said, I will give you all of this land that you see before you, for you and the generations to follow, as an inheritance. And then he used a very important word, beloved, he said, forever. Forever. Now, I don't know about you, but when God says forever, I think He means forever, don't you? And uh, so, after 2,000 years of time, God has reestablished the state of Israel, and uh, He's now bringing the children of Israel back home to their own land. And uh, He has done beautifully over these past uh, 50-some-odd years, uh, since 1948. But it's really taking place now in great numbers. Uh, Thousands of Jewish people are returning from the diaspora out of that dispersion. They're coming back from the islands of the Caribbean. They're coming back from South America. They're coming back from Europe. They're coming out of America. Not in great numbers yet out of America, but they are, in fact, coming. And uh, we are just blessed as Christians, as the body of Christ, to be called of God, to be a part of that. Now, let me tell you how Ezra International is working in this return. It's called the Aliyah, A-L-I-Y-A-H. The word Aliyah simply means to go up to go up to, in this case, to make immigration to Israel from all the nations. So when I use that term Aliyah in this program and future programs, you understand that it just simply means the Jews are making immigration and uh, making their way back to Israel. But uh, the Jewish people we work with, Ezra International works with, are so poverty stricken. The first thing I, I want you to help all of us to do is get the stereotype out of our minds as it pertains to American Jews. And and I thank God for our Jewish brothers and sisters here in America. God has given them such a sharp business mind. We've all been blessed because of the Jewish people. The Bible even says that all the nations will be blessed, and uh, uh, they are. Uh, for them, not all of them, obviously, but many of the Jewish people in America are very wealthy and have their homes and their Mercedes and their fine furs and clothing and, and diamonds and all the, the rest. And, and I just rejoice over that. I really do. Uh, but the Jewish people I want to introduce you to in this program and in future programs are Jews of the former Soviet Union and South America. Now, the Jews of the former Soviet Union, are their, their total income can average anywhere from $17 to $34 per month they're having trouble putting a 16 cent loaf of bread on their table to feed the family at night and uh, so now they have an opportunity since the walls of uh, the iron curtain has come down to leave the former soviet union countries but they're so poverty stricken we always said that it was walls that held them in before the walls of communism but now it's the walls of poverty the way Ezra International through your contributions and gifts are helping these precious people in their return is by paying for their passports. The first thing a Jewish person needs before they can leave those countries and come to Israel or go to Israel is an international passport. Now, for the most part, that costs $45 per person. Now, to us, that's not such a big deal. But if it's a family of four, that's $180. If they're having trouble buying a loaf of bread, how in the world can they afford $180 for four passports? So, we are paying for that. Uh, Then after they get their passports, they need an Israeli visa. That costs money. And before they can get their visa, they have to travel to the Israeli embassy in the country in which they live to uh, prove that they're Jews. They have to take their documentation. Uh, It usually means overnight trains. It means buses. It means taxis. It means overnight lodging. It means meals. All of these expenses that they cannot possibly uh, meet. So Ezra pays for all of that. And I really wish I could say that they only have to make one trip, but in fact, many times they have to make multiple trips, and Ezra pays for all of those travel expenses. Now, they have their passports and their visas, uh, you'd think they're ready to go, but not, that's not the case. Because there's laws in all these former Soviet Union countries that if these Jewish people owe any debt to the government, uh, they cannot leave. Now, they don't have any personal debt. They're not buying flat-screen TVs and iPods and and Blackberries and all the things that we're accustomed to in America. But uh, these are bills that uh, are owed to the government. could be old utility bills. They just can't pay off. It could be back rent on their government-owned apartments, and they can't pay the back rent. Before that, they can leave, that all has to be paid, and that's where international pays even their debts. Because we're determined that they, uh, they're not going to be left behind because of finances and because of documents. So this is where you come in. Without your help, without you standing with us, we cannot do what we're doing. It would be an impossibility. So uh, I, I thank God for you, those who uh, have caught the vision of what God is doing, and uh, you, can, you can be a big part of this by, uh, by helping us financially. Uh, call the toll-free number on the bottom of the screen and, and make a pledge, and hopefully you'll become a, a monthly partner. People ask me all the time, Barry, what does it cost to get a Jew home? It costs us on the average of $360 per person. Now, that's not much, but uh, uh, maybe you can help with a $30 a month pledge or a one-time gift of $10, $15. No gift is too small and no gift is too large. But without you, we cannot possibly do what God has called all of us, you, Ezra International, the other organizations that are helping them, to bring these precious people home in this last hour of human history. Uh, So call the toll-free number, uh, make contact with us, uh, and maybe God will lay it on your heart to uh, sponsor an entire family for $1,440. You can sponsor an entire family or maybe a a couple, a young couple or an elderly couple, and uh, for $720. So uh, maybe you say, I'd like to do that, but I can't do it right now. Uh, Well, how about becoming a monthly partner? You know, if you pledge $30 a month one year from this date, that's $360, 12 payments of $30 a month, uh, you can, in fact, be guaranteed that one Jewish person has made their aliyah and they are now resettled in Israel. By the way, we also provide transportation for them from the village that they're living in or the apartment from the cities and uh, make transportation available to the airport where they catch their freedom flight home to Israel. So we want you to know that here's your opportunity to be an Oscar Schindler, to be a Corrie ten Boom. You know, in those days of the Holocaust, God raised up people like those two and many more uh, to help and to stand with the Jewish people. I believe with all my heart that God is raising up modern-day Oscar Schindler's and modern-day Corey ten Boom's. So uh, that could be, very well be you. And uh, we want to encourage you to do whatever you can. Again, no gift is too small and no gift is too large. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, we pray that you'll uh, call the uh, toll-free number. There's operator, operators standing by waiting uh, to take your call. And uh, we know that uh, uh, when that happens, God has promised that he will bless those who bless the Jewish people. And I know you want the blessings of God in your life. So, again, thank you for tuning in uh, this week for Out of Exile into the Promised Land. Uh, we trust that we know a little more about the diaspora, uh, what it is, and when it started. So join us again next week.
0: It was a long cold winter in Russia this past year, COVID cases were high, and the economy has suffered. For Jewish people trying to make Aliyah to Israel, there have been delays up to 7 weeks to get on flights, but now as spring approaches, corona cases are decreasing and some restrictions are lifting. Currently, there are hundreds of Jewish people backlogged and ready to go home to Israel, and thousands more who will follow. The Lord said through Jeremiah that he'd bring back the children of Israel from all the lands. Ezra International has helped over 80,000 poor Jewish people find new hope in Israel. You can be a part of this prophetic fulfillment. For only $30 a month for one year, you can help a Jewish person make it home to the land of their biblical destiny. Please visit EzraInternational.org and give the gift of hope today.
1: Well, we hope today's program has been a a source of blessing for you as we have looked into the area and study about the diaspora, the point in time when the Jews were scattered all over the known world, and uh, we find them in every nation of the world today. And it all began in 70 A.D. So I I hope that was a a source of uh, uh, education for you as well as a source of blessing. But now we have an opportunity as believers as the body of Christ to be used of God mightily in this last day, this prophetic season in which we're living, and I do hope you'll take an opportunity to uh, call the toll-free number on the bottom of the screen, make contact with us, and and uh, together we can we can labor together in this labor of love to be a blessing to the seed of Abraham, the Jewish people. They're still the apple of God's eye, and as we bless them, God blesses us. We don't do it for that reason, but uh, we, uh, we do it because we love, and so we want you to be a part of that as well. So call that toll-free number and, uh, and uh, do what the Holy Spirit of God directs you to do. Now next week we have another exciting program and we want to encourage you to uh, be back with us again. Uh, We'll be doing more teaching on uh, this subject of the Jews return to Israel. We'll be having special guests throughout our our time together. And uh, I know that uh, you'll not want to miss a moment of any of these programs from out of exile into the promised land. And uh, together, we're going to make a difference. We're going to impact nations for God uh, through, uh, the, uh, as through helping our Jewish brothers and sisters make their aliyah, their return to the land of Israel. And uh, you'll not want to miss a moment of out of exile into the promised land. We'll see you next week.